Good morning, it is Friday, which means the weekend is looming. But again, we've got today to focus on first of all, but again, the weekend is looming. It's the third weekend of the challenge. This is now where we're starting to maybe, again, if we're going into each weekend with the curiosity angle, we're learning a lot. So what have you learned over the last two weekends? And what is your plan this weekend? Let's plan. Um, on Turtle Radio yesterday, we spoke about uh, controlling the emotions and how when we, when we get stressed, what we do. And a lot of members said when they do feel stressed, they were ones who used to turn to comfort food and you know eat them whatever because it was it's, it kind of is it's nice and oxytocin is released and all that stuff. And Megan came on and explained that neuroscience background. Um, <clears throat> so if you are feeling stressed and emotional and stuff as you weekend, there are alternatives. You know the low dough, the the lean cheese, the the recipes we've got that Johnny's made about the protein carrot cake, all this stuff. There's options you can still have that satisfaction without the calories. Okay, the calories are not a um, <clears throat> requirement for you to fulfill the comfort eating side of things or to feel better after a stressful time. You know, it's, it makes sense. It's, it's the flavor we want. It's the it's it's the, oh, it's, it's the eating. It's the simple stuff. We don't have to bring the calories into it. So if you are someone who is stressed and emotions and, and they've got a better view and you just want to eat, then now is the time to maybe take a step back and actually look at this as the main obstacle of your, of your journey. Like, this is the battle. How can you kind of change this and not make it a thing? How can you not make it a thing that's, that's a detriment to your goal? That is the main thing we need to focus on. A lot of you will have this as the main problem, and this is about self-knowledge, curiosity, experiments. You know, people in marketing and in business and stuff like that, and they do A-B tests all the time. This word and that word, this color, that color, and they see what test works, and they go with it. It's the same with us. Like, how many tests can you do this challenge? How many experiments can you run on yourself to figure out what works for you? So Lumi Clock works for me to wake up earlier. Might not work for you. Jen said on Turtle Radio that she got these like chocolate brownies from I think the Protein Queen is called. And that satisfies her. And that's what works for her. And Ali Fincham says what works for her is the the lean cheese and um, the low dough stuff and having these the same foods, the pizzas, but the low calorie versions. That works for her. And that's from experimentation. If you're not willing to experiment and risk failure, you're not going to learn anything. You might go, oh, I don't know if it's going to work for me, so I won't bother trying. That's not the attitude. How many experiments can we do? How many experiments have you got planned this weekend? Let's get going. And I want to just re-say a few quotes from the book, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday, which is a really good book. It's like an introduction to stoicism, essentially. But it's a way to frame these things. So we got the experiment frame in. Now we've got the obstacles. We see obstacles. Most of us run away. We try and run around them. We hope they, we wish they weren't there and then just stand in front of it and do nothing. But the obstacle is the way. So here's a few quotes from the book that I really like. And yeah, they might resonate with you. Okay. So he says, but this crisis in front of you, you're wasting it feeling sorry for yourself. Life speeds on the bold and favors the brave. Fortune favors the brave. Classic saying thousands of years old. It makes sense. It works. The path of least resistance is a terrible teacher. Most of us sit frozen before the many obstacles that lie ahead of us. Andy Grove, CEO of Intel, said, Bad companies are destroyed by crisis. Good companies survive them. Great companies are improved by them. And we can easily replace companies with people. You know, 
we we often I was speaking with Louise me Ryan and Louise went to a cafe yesterday and it was the first time we'd done that since everything's happened it was really nice to see Louise out and she was she's looking physically a lot better again a lot of mental struggles still happening and we were explaining this to Louise like we were talking like imagine the person you're going to be once you finally get out of this this kind of rut you're in imagine the superpowers you can have you have survived you know near death experiences going through having a child and all the stuff that comes with that all the mental struggles imagine the type of person you are now going to be by going through and overcoming those obstacles <clears throat> and I remember Louise saying you know what kind of person she would have been if it all went swimmingly well but maybe she would have just been down that rabbit hole of posting those fashion style photos of her and the baby and all this stuff and it would have gone down the wrong route where that would have been like making it all kind of a you know there's a lot of pressure on influencers to you know do specific photos and stuff and she's realized well actually I have missed doing that in a good way and I've now actually realized it's not all about that going through the tough times and obviously you wouldn't wish this to happen to you but then when you do look at it and you overcome it you're gonna go that was a hell of a teacher that period of my life was a hell of a teacher and actually made me a better person I'm now even more empathetic I'm even stronger those things that used to worry me before are not gonna worry me anymore I'm not gonna give many F's to the small stuff I'm only gonna focus on the main stuff and I'm gonna focus on what matters and it's good that Louise has this in her mind that she knows once she gets through this she's gonna look back and go wow wow that that molded me and hopefully we all live until we're 80, 90, 100 years old. So we've got many, many years to go, not even halfway through. So these things can transform the majority of your life, if you think about it. And that's how I want you to think about stuff. If you're going through some tough times, who will you become in when you get through these tough times? You know, and there's Edith Eager says in her book, I think of the choice of the gift, and she's like, look, someone's suffering really bad and someone's suffering is not as, like in your perspective, not as bad doesn't we should never compare suffering suffering is suffering going through tough times is going through tough times okay there's no need and she she comes from a psychology background psychologist there's no you should never compare like oh my suffering's worse than yours it's all tough for everybody it's all the suffering we go through the person we become from getting through them it it, it makes us who we are it just does and i think it's 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 hard, it's hard to see that when you're going through it but when you look back it's always the case now think of something tough you've been through and see how that changed you <clears throat> think about it right now something that happened a few years ago maybe now stick, still sticks in your mind like wow I went through and now I'm a stronger person more independent person you know I'm trying to think one for me now there's many, <clears throat> there's a few for me that stand out really um, for me you know leaving leaving like a when I was in Bristol I had I had a girlfriend at the time I was with her through university and me ending that and leaving Bristol to move to London on my own right was a big struggle for me uh, mentally because it was a big risk for me you know going to London with no savings with no you know no family wealth to just go to it was like you know if it failed everything crumbled down and that was a massively stressful moment and I remember <clears throat> you know getting a lot of like general anxiety through the days making sure like because you know you're on probation in the job and you pass that then you know it's always hit and miss with startups and then I went full time with rugby warfare whilst living in London and the bills and rent were high and my debt was soaring and I had loads of debt to pay off and I was literally living I don't know how I actually don't know how I got through that without crumbling but I look back now and it 
that's what that's taught me is and this happened many times since then as well like but a smaller scale is like I can I could I got through all of those times because I wrote down exactly what was happening I wrote down the big problem and sometimes I'd be in the google sheet and I'd be like oh my god the amount of money I gotta pay back is absolutely nuts the money coming in is this I need to make this amount of money with the business just so I can stay in London and pay my bills this is all going for to pay off the debt and stuff from uni and just starting businesses and stuff I remember breaking it down to small chunks and then actually having that one day, to mind, one day at a time mindset, being like, what do I do today to lower this? What do I do today to help through? And what that taught me was, no matter what was thrown at me, me putting into small chunks daily, but after looking at it all in, in an analysis, breaking it down, going, this is what I gotta do, and that's what I did. I, I, knew, I, know, I knew what I had to do, and I just executed on it. And I know that I could do that for anything now. And I'll try my best and get through everything. Sometimes it might not work out. But when we come to more quotes from this book, it makes sense. So I read this book after going through this. And it just all clicked for me. I was like, oh, that's exactly how I felt. So things like the things which hurt instruct. That was said by Benjamin Franklin. We can be blindly led by these primal feelings or we can understand them and learn. Nothing is either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. There's the event itself and the story we tell ourselves about what it means. That's an important one. You can either be of a story and say you're a victim and this is bad, should never have happened, working on non-facts, which is never good for the mind, or you can just work with a fact, which is what I learned to do back in those days. I learned to work with a fact and go from there. And that skill has stayed with me since. Um, and being able to do that in the middle of chaos, that is the one. So. Tranquil, this is a quote from the book, this is what really stuck to me. Tranquil courage in the midst of um, turmoil um, and danger, right? So tranquil courage in the midst of turmoil and danger is what the English call having a cool head, right? That cool head is essential. The cool head, and Napoleon talks about in the wars he was in, being able to see things clearly when everything around you is basically burning that's a superpower all you got to do is the thing the common sense thing when things go wrong right when things are going wrong you're feeling you're going out of control the next move isn't something extravagant and huge and it's got to change everything on a whim it's the next move just got to be the most common sense move that's going to get you one step closer and that's essentially the superpower we all want to achieve when you when you feel the weekends are going crazy and it gets to Monday, it's not about doing two workouts a day, eating 500 calories, hating yourself and changing everything in one day. It's about, okay, what do I have to do today to start nudging back in the right way? Let me just get back to track and happy days and let, let, leave go the day before. <clears throat> okay, so a few more quotes. Nerve is a master of defiance and control. I guess it's on me then. I don't have the luxury of being shaken up about this or replaying close calls in my head. I'm too busy and too many people are counting on me. We get a plan, then throw away for a good old emotional freak out. Some of us almost crave sounding the alarm because it's easier. Does that resonate with you? Is that you? I know a lot of people are like this. Got a plan, doing the challenge. You know what you gotta do. You know you just gotta track your macros, get steps and drink water, you know that. Something hits, life hits you in the face. You're shocked by this, but you shouldn't be because life is gonna smack you in the face. You shouldn't be shocked by plans, you know, you want an X plan to happen, it doesn't go to plan. 
when is life fair? When have you, when has, when do you think that you are guaranteed every plan you make to go go to, go your way? Think of how, how silly that is to guarantee that. You can try your best, but to guarantee it and then it'll happen is silly. And then to freak out and just kind of be a victim, oh, this is there, I'm done, I've thrown it all away. Some people, there is a weird sense of creative, there's a weird satisfaction to it. Because a lot of the times, a lot of people bond through the negativity, negative spiraling. So a lot of groups bond from negative, coming together and hating on something. We see this with friendship groups, we see it with online forums. We see the trolling on uh, social media. It all happens really when a group of people have the same hate and negativity towards something. And it's, it's, it's kind of intoxicating the people. They love it, they get a little buzz from it. Don't let that be you, okay? If you have a bit of an emotional freak out because you've not, the plan's not gone your way, don't let it go longer than that. Look at it with a cool, calm head and go, okay, I see what's going on. This is what I'm gonna do next. Is me just going on and on, moaning, messing other people, keeping it going on forever gonna help? No, it's not. It's not gonna help anyone. It might make you feel temporarily better, but it's not actually gonna do anything for you. It's not. Can you keep an even strain? Can you fight the urge to panic and instead focus on the task at hand? Real strength lies in control. The domestication of one's emotions, not pretending they don't exist. Marcus Aurelius looked at roasted meat as a dead animal, a vintage wine, old fermented grapes. See things as they actually are. See them objectively, which means removing the you, removing yourself, the ego. What happens when you give others advice? Their problems are crystal clear to us. The solutions are obvious. With other people, we can be objective. And that is the power we need to have ourselves. Take your situation and pretend it is not happening to you. This is the key skill of life. And use mentors in your own head. People you look up to, what would they say? What would X person do? You know, Epictetus, the story teacher, would say, what would Socrates do? Marcus Aurelius would say, what would Epictetus do? You could keep going on this, this path. What would someone you really admire do? An answer in your head. The Greeks understood that we often choose the ominous explanation over the simple one to our detriment. Build up things, this, you know, same with the government now, we think there's like some elaborate plan, you know, that maybe Boris has got some plan up his sleeve, but the simple, the simple explanation is he's just an idiot and has no clear world of depth. And I know it's quite sad when you accept that, but that's the truth. <clears throat> Pericles said not to ignore fear, but to explain it away. The power of perspective can change how obstacles appear. Right action follows the right perspective. And there's a story about someone called Tommy John, and there was a surgery now named after him called the Tommy John Surgery. So what happened is he had a injury, and they were said that that is a new surgery, but it's a 0.1% chance of it succeeding. But he said, even the slightest chance, even 0.1% chance, I'm going to give that 0.1% chance 100% of my effort. So that, does that make sense to you? So he got dropped, asked if there was a chance. That's all he needed. The surgery succeeded. He asked the coach then, is there a chance for him to get back into the baseball team he's trying to get back into? He said, yeah, there might be. That's all he needed. Went, went, all, went all in on training and got it, got back in the team. Um, see an obstacle as a challenge, make the best of it anyway. 
That's the choice, and that's up to us. So the real saying is, "Will do you have a chance? Will I have a chance, coach? And there's always a chance. 0.1% tiny chance. Your chances of succeeding and lifestyle change are much higher than that. But you have to put 100% effort into the chance. It's not going to be, you know, all of you are not going to succeed, of course, because it just doesn't happen straight away for some people. It sometimes it takes time, life gets in the way, really gets in the way, and they take a back seat. But for most of you, you would have seen the mental shifts by now. You would have seen the mental changes, and you'll see that it's not about the fat loss. It's mostly about the mindset. You come for fat loss. You stay for mindset and community. You stay for personal development. The fat loss will come. But you have to be able to change your perspective on the obstacles. The weekend doesn't have to be this monster mountain. It doesn't have to be the Snowden in, your, in front of you, like, how am I gonna climb out? So with these weekends are impossible. Just look at the step ahead. It can be a little, it can be a little storm to get over. You just gotta change your perspective on it. And that comes from understanding your, understanding your weaknesses on weekends, understanding, you know, really seeing it with a cool head, going, what do I need to do? What do I really need to do? Let me take away, let me, objectively, what would I tell my friend to do on the weekends if, I, if they knew what my behavior was? Well, you always go out and drink and you drink too much, okay? And then you always have a kebab and eat too much the next day. Okay, so maybe I should not, maybe I shouldn't have the kebab the night and I should have food back home ready that I've bought, meal prepped the day before. Yeah, okay, clear as day. That is the solution. You try that, happy days. Make sure you don't spend money on delivery the next day. Don't overeat in the calories. You still, your Sunday isn't ruined. Yeah, you might feel hungover, but your macros are still hit. Your water is there. You've got a lot of, uh, you know, vitamins and minerals coming into your body and you feel great. So can you this weekend see obstacles as they are and not blow them up into massive monsters or have an emotional spin out and then make that into a huge thing when actually you can just see things as they are, have a cool head and do what you need to do. There's already a storm coming. Don't let your emotions become stormy. We want to be that, what's it, the eye of the storm, the cool part, the tidy part. The storm's around us, but we can see clearly. And it's a shame it's the English who came up with that saying, the cool head, which is what I'm saying, but it's the English saying, and I love it actually. Can you have a cool head this weekend? That is what I'm asking of you. But today, gotta to get through today first. One big thing, get that done. Make sure you prepare for the weekend. Really get your tasks ready, done out, out of the way. If you've got loads of stuff that you need to get done, things in the back of your mind, get them done now. Don't mess about. Pomodoro, 25 minutes, get it done. Go into the weekend, feeling relaxed. Enjoy yourself. Back on it Monday, but also try not to be too reckless. Enjoy it. Cool head. See you.